Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Liberty Blues. I'm Sean Osborne. John Phillips is back there in the background someplace. And on today's show, we're going to have a couple people from uh, the Mises Caucus, Indiana. Um, Justin Campbell and Candace Alexander. How you all doing? Good. So how did, how did, uh, I like to ask people originally uh, to start off with, how do you, how did you um, come to the Libertarian Party in particular? Go ahead, Candace. Do you want to start, John? Oh, okay. I'll go first. Um, so I would say that I've always kind of been inclined to liberty. I was raised in a more conservative house in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, so I think I was raised with a natural distrust of the government, but with a conservative flavor. And I got more exposed to libertarianism actually in college. Instead of pushing me more socialist, it kind of pushed me libertarian, actually. And I had <laughs> uh, friends who were libertarians. Um, and then I started networking online with other libertarians. And prior to actually interacting with someone who I knew personally was liberty inclined, I had the impression that libertarians were a bunch of potheads. And that was their one and only motive uh, mm. for being libertarian. But it's so much more than that now that I realize and so uh, I started dipping my toe into politics now. Um, I guess you could say since just before the last election cycle or, or like when we nominated our libertarian candidates for president. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I'm still a fledgling, only like a year into this journey, but I'm enthusiastic. And this is where I feel most at home. It is a very welcoming place, isn't it? I, I found it to be. Yeah. Especially the Mises Caucus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next. We'll just start, talk about the, just getting to the Libertarian uh, Party. How about you, Justin? How did you end up uh, showing up uh, uh, at Libertarian meetings? So I was a hardcore Republican in my college days. I, uh, I went out and like actively campaigned for George W. Bush in uh, 2004. I campaigned for local candidates in Kentucky where I was, or where I'm from. Uh, I was the, our county representative for the Republican state convention in 2004. Like I, I got, I was hardcore into it. And then uh, after, uh, after I got out of college and in 2007 and saw that the wars never ended, that uh, the spending really never got under control, that really nothing that I expected from conservatives was actually happening in any realistic way. And then going into 2008 and seeing the, all of the bailouts, uh, the too big to fail bull crap, uh, <laughs> it really just totally pushed me away. And really, it pushed me, uh, like Ron Paul was coming on the scene at that time with the 2008 campaign. And, and so it was refreshing to see that. But really, it, it had pushed me more to just straight up anarchist and having no faith or trust in the government whatsoever. And then I kind of reeled it back in a little bit and came back to uh, anarcho-capitalist and found uh, libertarianism and kind of got more into that going forward. And uh but then, yeah, as far as getting involved with actual libertarian meetings and the Mises Caucus and all of that stuff, that's really just been here over the last year as well. Um, I was, I always identified as a libertarian, but I never really did anything about it. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of us that kind of fit into that category. You know, I, I really got active just about a year ago myself uh, and, you know, ended up with the Mises Caucus myself. Uh, how, like uh, to, to people who, uh, who might not understand, like when we say anarchist, you know, they think of Portland. Uh, can you explain to them better, better what an anarchist and anarcho-capitalism is? So for me, what anarchy really means is not having the government as that just anchor weight or, or, you know, tied around our neck, dragging us down. Like it, it, anarchy doesn't mean, you know, setting buildings on fire and right. looting and all of that stuff. It is a removal of the, the government forces that are actually controlling and hindering everything that we do. Like, yeah, anarchy is not, it's not, uh, you know, painting red A's on everything and setting fire to everything. It is removing those who are controlling and letting us, letting us figure out what we want to do and what the best way to do that is, not having somebody tell us. Yeah, and then so anarcho-capitalist is basically, you know, let, let people do business, right? You know, right, make it right. And when you Right, when you tag the, the capitalist part onto that, it's allowing the free market to to dictate how you know how we govern ourselves and and how we go about you know figuring those problems out and solving them uh, you know working together in a way that because because what capitalism really boils down to it's a way for me to get something that I need get something you need and everybody else is able to benefit from that so you know it's we get rid of the the things that are restraining us and allow us to do business in a meaningful and profitable way for everybody where like we make it actually work. Yeah. You know, a lot of people's trope against that is oh, the corporations will just bulldoze everything and, you know, take over the world. And I, I say nonsense. I mean, you know, I mean, if we let local businesses, you know, compete, Right. The reason that the corporations one really good comment where she said, you know, it took uh, a couple of guys in their garage to make Apple and, and, you know, knock IBM off. You know, if we take off those kind of rules and regulations off of local businesses, I mean, most people, I think, would rather eat, you know, local and that kind of stuff. You know, uh, go to local businesses. I mean, you got a lot more trust than going with, uh, you know, FDA approved this and FDA approved that and just getting government involved in everything just seems to destroy everything. Right. The reason why those mega corporations are able to, you know, put the stranglehold on the market they do is because they are so in bed with the government and the government dictates the regulations to benefit them and to hurt any competition. I mean, we've seen it. It's been never been more apparent than in COVID and the way they have just completely shuttered all small businesses in favor of these multi billion dollar corporations yeah I, I, th I think it was great uh hearing rainwater because he was one of the better voices uh talking talking about the lockdowns over there uh that that made me uh proud that they had such a such a he had such a great voice against the lockdowns like that now you know out here another mises uh, caucus member angela mccardle has it really going on and that's one of her main reasons why she wants to run for chair because she really wants to get that message out to the to the whole liberty movement that you know we should be at the we should be at the forefront of this fight not not trying to ride somebody else's coattails on some other nonsense
Yeah, definitely. So how, how did how did you all end up with the Mises Caucus? Then how how did you find it? Because I mean, you may want to explain. You know, some people might not even know what the hell a caucus is, or try to picture how libertarians uh, might even uh, you know gather. Since we're you know kind of anarchists, how do how do you how do you work with uh, other anarchists to organize uh, 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 a caucus within the Libertarian Party? Okay, I'll take that one. Um, I was kind of baptized into the Mises Caucus um, by my friend recommending I start listening to Tom Woods and Dave Smith's part of the problem. And I was inclined to their message, and it was only by listening to them and then getting more involved with the caucus that I realized there was a lot of inter-party or intra-party fighting. And as I understand it, a caucus is like, a group of individuals within a party who wants to shape the party according to their ideals. And you think there would be less infighting in the Libertarian Party. Aren't we all inclined to liberty? Don't we all have the same understanding of what that is? And as I've begun to learn, our messaging can differ amongst the other caucuses. Yeah, I'd say messaging is where it's really at. You know, uh, I, I I I I like the term unapologetically libertarian. You know, I, I feel when, you know, I've been in the party for like twenty years on and off, but you know, just active the last year, and it was because I got tired of that watered down message uh, because I just feel like it's it gets drowned out. You know, with uh, the other two parties saying that if somebody else is already saying that, why are they going to listen to us? So if we really stand up and point out what makes us different i think it makes a hell of a big difference so yeah i love the caucus and their work the the Mises caucus is what actually got me involved in the libertarian party uh overall like i uh listening to dave smith and and other podcasts and stuff uh i kind of just like stumbled upon the Mises caucus and it was right around the time they were doing their money bomb over the summer and so and i happened to be Mm -hmm. on board and I happened to be off work that day. So I just sat there and like, I pulled it up on YouTube on my, uh, on my TV and I just watched the, like just sat there the whole afternoon and just watched the whole thing. And it was awesome. And like, it really, it really invigorated me that, you know, because I, I really didn't care for the Johnson well ticket in 2016. It just didn't coming from the Republican party. Like I did the Johnson well ticket just didn't do anything for me. Um, I actually voted for the the Constitution Party candidate in that election, um, but seeing the the Mises Caucus money bomb and the things that they, as a caucus, stood for, it really made me like seeing it, seeing and hearing that. It was like this is what the Libertarian Party is supposed to be about. Like where where has this been for you know the last uh, twelve years? And and it really got me like yeah. engaged that this is something I want to be a part of. Yeah. What what message have you found most effective to talk to other people in Indiana about uh you know how to how to get them to join? I would caucus? say uh gun rights um are a huge one here. Uh this is a very red state, yeah. especially in more rural areas. I live in Fort Wayne, which is kind of a blue pocket surrounded by red. But uh gun rights are a big deal here, I would say. And um, economic policy, I would say, being more uh, Austrian economic minded 
and um, enjoying the free market, I would say, are the biggest draws. For me, yeah. uh, for me, I've gotten pretty involved with our local affiliates, the, the county party and the district party. And I think a, a, a big sticking point with them is uh, I, the strong messaging, because that's something that they crave is that, you know, that strong messaging, uh, especially, especially here in Indiana with the lockdowns and everything that's been going on and the success that the rainwater campaign had. I, they want the Libertarian Party to be more vocal and more and more out there about that, and not uh, you know you know not tiptoe around it. Like it, we can't be Democrat light or Republican light. Like we need to be very vocally libertarian and attack these issues, and not you know we can't give platitudes. Like we have to attack it and we have to address it and we have to be active about it. And I think that's something that has been. Uh, that I've been able to sell the guys locally on is like, we want to go after the issues. We don't want to be politically correct on that stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of people like Republican voters would be surprised at how much better the libertarian party is on issues like guns and stuff than the Republicans really could ever dream of being, you know, I think rainwater talked about it pretty, pretty frankly that they, they, you know, they give themselves their own rights to carry, uh, I believe concealed carry, you know, when they're, when they're at work, you know, the, the assembly members, but you know, the rest of you guys can't do it. So, and you know, I live, I live in Los Angeles, so, you know, <laughs> I got, I got it even worse than that over here. You know, it's crazy over here. So um, what uh, ha I've read uh, recently about um, some stuff that the Republicans are trying to do with their supermajority to make it harder for the libertarians to get on the ballot. Um, yeah. Do you know much about that? Yeah, so the House Bill 1134, uh, I think it was Representative Manning was introducing that. And the way that they worded it, they pretend that it uh, creates an even playing field that all the parties have to have the same uh, signature counts and all of this stuff to be on the ballot, except that in the state of Indiana, they don't actually allow uh, any like minor party to be on primary ballots to begin with. So, so the purpose of the of the uh, the signature counts for for the primary ballots is to keep it from being uh, like super diluted with a dozen candidates from the you know from both of the major parties on in the in the primaries. Like they have to have the ones who are serious contenders we're not allowed to primary anyway. Like all of our decisions are made at state convention. So requiring us to put together all of these signatures for the primaries. And then like our, so basically what it would boil down to is our candidate would not even be allowed access to the main election in November if we didn't have all these signatures for the primary that we're not allowed to participate in anyway. So it was creating multiple hoops for us to jump through that, are already built into, you know, the way all of the processes run in the public, uh, in the public primaries that we're not allowed to participate in. And it, it's actually, uh, it didn't get shot down. It got removed. They just didn't, uh, they didn't hear it at all. It, it got taken off the docket. So at least it's a, it's a win for now. Uh, there's still the opportunity or the potential that it could come come back up later, but uh, I think it was Representative uh, Nilsey 
went to bat for the libertarians basically and said, you know, that's fine. You can, uh, he said, and more or less what he said is we would agree to the, the signatures required to have our candidates on the, on the ballot. But if you're going to require us to have their signatures, we also get to have representatives in all of these election boards and, and everything else. And so it got dropped off because they definitely don't want to. They definitely don't want us to have any representation in uh, in anything that could have a, a dictating uh, voice going forward. You know. Oh yeah, that scared the hell out of them, didn't it? <laughs> so so it, it's a it's a small victory. It uh, we're not considering it a a total victory, but it is at least in the short term we've gotten it where it's not being considered for the time being so so we don't have to worry about uh a bunch of additional regulations when it's already i mean it's already hard enough to get you know four or five you know rainwater got like 12 percent, i think it was and that was massive you know massive uh, so they're they're getting all they're getting all pissed off because we're having success and i think that's uh i think that's indicative of the fact that they know that they are floundering and they know that their their party is splintering and people are looking at the libertarians and saying this might be a good alternative and uh they're worried that they're going to start hemorrhaging support i think is that that's i think that's at the, the heart of it yeah i i think you're right you know and, and rainwater even got second place in like 20 something counties too so that, i mean that's that's even you know that's that's a hell of a jump for the next election you know just uh you know start building on so, um, what what counties are you guys are are y'all from? I'm from Allen County. Allen County, and do you guys have like monthly uh, meetings in your yes. county for the Mises? Do you want to give out the information about how they can uh, get a hold of you for those? We don't have any Mises uh -huh. specific meetings. Uh, it's kind of a desert up here for <laughs> the Mises caucus. I'm working yeah. on building up. Um, support here but we do have an affiliated our, our county is affiliated with the state party and uh -huh. um our actually this saturday on the 6th at the diner aptly named <laughs> <laughs> can so you I say the diner again you kind of cut out there my dues and oh it's actually called liberty diner which i oh, think okay. is aptly named yeah okay. perfect Yep. Yep. So like right now we're just meeting to uh, make our faces known and network. The, uh, yeah. Indiana is a tough state for the Mises caucus. Actually, it's uh, not the most hospitable. It's kind of tough like Nevada and New Hampshire are. Yeah. Um, that's why, that's why I was crowd. trying to help out some back there. I want to help spread the word because I think you guys got the right message. So we got, we got to see if we can fix that up. Definitely. But, how about you, Justin? What county are you in? And what's going on there? I live in Posey County, which is at the far southwestern tip of the state. Uh, and Posey County, there are, uh, I think there's four uh, dues-paying members of the Libertarian Party, and one of them's my, it's me and my wife, and then a couple other guys down the road. So, <laughs> uh, so we actually lump in with Vanderburg County, which is the Evansville area. And uh -huh. We've got we've got a very good county affiliate in Evansville. We meet at uh, Roca Bar on the I think it's the second Thursday of every month, and then we've also uh, 
the eighth district is the district that we're in and we've got a, a very well organized district overall for the libertarian party and uh i'm kind of using that to to talk about mises part or mises caucus stuff and uh and kind of get and uh, get you know the 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 county and the district leadership uh kind of moving in that direction because because like candace said uh, it is a it is a difficult state. There is a very heavy uh, Prague uh, affiliate within the state, especially around the Indy area. And with the convention, the state convention, the way that's conducted and everything, it's uh, it's hard to to get away from that. So uh, mm-hmm. starting at the you know starting at the county and the district level and and really building support here, I think that'll help uh, going forward, especially with. Like the eighth district is extremely organized and and doing a really good job of kind of uh, setting a standard for how the the party is going to work on a, on a smaller level with the local government type stuff. So I feel really good about it. I think we're we're doing some really good things, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, and I'm super excited that I get to kind of be involved in it going forward. Yeah, you know, that's one of the really great things about it is because the party is still small enough that you can really make a big difference. And, you know, so people that can get up and, you know, go to these meetings and, you know, get involved with the caucus or just the party in general, I mean, you can really make your voice heard pretty quickly, you know, and, you know, you can make a difference like, you know, as a delegate and all that, all these other things that you can do. Uh, if you just get up and get involved, and that's really what it takes, you know, that's, I mean, that's what it took for me. I, I, I was quite content at one point in time to just let other libertarians deal with it. And then I, I didn't like how that was working. So you, you got to get up and uh, get involved. So you guys said, so, well, I think when you mentioned that you have tomorrow night, you have a, uh, uh, a caucus meeting. Do you, is that something that you invite people to? Uh, do you do it on zoom for like the whole state or something? No, that like is members? just a, a state organizer meeting. Uh, uh-huh. We do have a statewide meetings in the works. Um, uh, we're incorporating everyone who's signing up for our emailing list on takehumanaction.com. That's the Mises Caucus website. It'll direct you to the Mises Caucus website, and there will be a pop-up screen where you can enter in your information. It'll be um, given to us if you're from the state of Indiana, and we can push out our welcome questionnaire to you so we can gather your county and your contact information and start really um, understanding where we're all located around the state. So that is uh, one of our next most imminent steps is to start than hosting uh, monthly meetings for whoever can attend. Mm. Other than uh, just signing those kind of things and getting involved that way, is there any other thing you would suggest people do if they want to, like, you know, my friends and I, we're from Tippecanoe County. Uh, you know, there's not much going on there Mises-wise at all. I don't think there's any affiliates there. How would How would you suggest them, other than filling out the, the forum to get involved, you know, just, I tell them just go to a bar and drink beer and talk, talk politics with people. That's a, that's a hell of a start. Well, you kind of uh, led to a point I wanted to make in that not all of our counties have their own libertarian party affiliates. And that is going to be integral to us changing the tide here in Indiana because it shapes the landscape of that County. If we install um, Mises, caucus-minded people in beginning county affiliates, that's the kind of people who they'll attract um, into the party, become state dues-paying members, which increases our delegate count. Mm -hmm. Um, So anybody who's interested 
in beginning a county affiliate, we contact us. Um, our professional email address is inmesiscaucus at gmail.com, and we can get you some literature and hook you up with some other people who have gone through the affiliation process. Yeah, that's great. We need, we need more of that. Um, do you want to give out the Facebook page and stuff like that too for those people who are on there or any Twitter or any other social media? We just have a Facebook page. Let me pull up the exact link so I don't misspeak. So it's facebook.com slash groups slash L-P-I-N-M-C. Yes. So that's great. Do you guys have anything else that you would like to talk about, like in general about the caucus or any other uh, good issues before we uh, sign out of here? I'm content on my end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I guess, I mean, the only other thing I would want to plug is if you're not involved with your local county or district affiliate, uh, find one and get hooked up because you would be surprised at just being willing to do literally anything. They will cling to you and they will give you more than you realize there was to do because there, there really aren't that many people who are actively working on this stuff across the state and anything you would be willing to do, they will just love you for it. And you can really, you can really make your voice heard and you can really have a big impact. Even, you know, even not realizing it, you can have a huge impact. So if you're not sure who to get in touch with, get in touch with me and like, I'll help find the, the district and the County uh, affiliates for you so that you can get hooked up. Cause the more people who are involved and active in the libertarian party, especially if they're coming from with a Mises, uh, influence but just any activity whatsoever it will only help to grow and promote the message of liberty yes indeed and yeah if you have like a special skill or something you can offer like if you're a graphic designer you can help make flyers and stuff or memes for the for the caucus uh, if you're a musician or uh, if you know how to edit videos these are the kind of things you guys can do to help help out the caucus make videos for Indiana, talk you know talk to business owners and see how the lockdowns and these kind of things have have uh, affected them or how 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 much better you know go to gun gun uh, ranges and talk to people about you know libertarian uh, gun policies versus Republicans make videos about this stuff and post it you know get active in one way or another if you've got a skill or something uh, these are great ways to you know really make a difference. So even if you don't think you've got a skill, take a shot in the dark and like yeah, try, yeah. Some, try something new. That's I mean, that's what's gotten me uh, as involved with a lot of the stuff I've been doing here over the last uh, six to nine months. With uh, so I work with the Lions of Liberty, Death to Tyrants, or formerly Death to Tyrants, now the Counterflow with Buck Johnson, and also the Peddling Fiction podcast. Do a lot of social media stuff with them, and it like I just jumped in head first and started trying to figure it out. Like if even if you're not a hundred percent sure, just reach out and say, Hey, you want, you want me to try this and try it. It's, it's so much fun and you'll meet a lot of really cool people doing it. And you get to see, you get to see the way the Liberty movement is growing like firsthand. It's, it is awesome. Yeah, it does feel really great. Uh, well, I want to thank you. Thank you both for uh, coming to the Liberty Blues. Uh, I'd like to invite you both back to give us an update on like how things are going in a few months. 
and uh, hopefully all is going really well with, uh, with the growth of the caucus and the party in general. Sounds good. Anybody that's right. in the area, come check I'd us out. I'd love to at, come back. Thanks. Anybody in the area, come check us out at the uh, state convention in March. All right, cool. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.